For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You are listening to the Dog Check presented by Bet Online. All the major sports are in action this week with the college football playoffs ready to kick off. Bet Online is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info, including news for pro football, the NBA, upcoming fights, and NHL games this season. Head to the website today to get into the action and see all the updated odds for the week. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, all caps, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. What's going going on everybody welcome to the dog check i am your host max Loeb. Loeb's leads here with eric metcalf coming off a 31 to 27 win against the jacksonville jaguars pushing the browns to eight and five one game above everybody else in the afc wildcard picture a crazy win eric what did you think of the game on sunday i felt good about it but just because they went into this game and treated it like it was a playoff game like i said before you know mm-hmm. this is a team that if the playoff game ended right now, that's who they would probably have to play, right? And so they had to go in there and, and show Jacksonville that we're a team to be reckoned with, even if we have to play you again. So you better get ready for this. And, and I just like how the Browns approached it, both on offense and defense. Yeah, they approached it with a lot of swagger, I thought, especially Kevin Stefanski. Like this was a, like you said, it was a playoff game and both sides of the ball needed to step up. But the play calling, the, the it was a third and one, the first touchdown of the game where they went play action after lining up in what looked like a goal line formation. Um, the fourth and three where David Bell scored the touchdown. And that second touchdown drive when I believe it was the first play of the drive, just a little one-on-one back shoulder fade to Amari Cooper. Very next play, 20-yard pass down the field to uh, Elijah Moore. Two plays later, the 30-yard touchdown to David Ajoku. Like Stefanski was bold with the play calling and sometimes that's come back to haunt him but it didn't this game he took advantage of a a matchup defensively that he definitely felt confident in yeah and 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 the only thing i worried about this game that we still gave the ball away right yeah the jacksonville did also but when you look at the way jacksonville was turning the ball over as far as interceptions and what have you we could have blown them out yeah and we could have been not even close but we gave it back a few times as well. Mm-hmm. So we were able to let them hang around and feel like they had a chance to, to win the game, which was, you know, when you're when you're a fan, it gets gets you on pins and needles and all that. And so that's that that made it hard for you. But in the end, the result is we gotta win. We wanna know in the playoffs. Yes. Playoff games, the playoffs run that we have to be on right now. And so we're wanna know in that. Yeah, they are. And I was thinking about like the style in which the teams gave the balls ball away too. Like the Jaguars that 
first pick to Martin Emerson was on first down, so you can't really call it basically a punt, but it was a 50-yard down the field shot. So same field position as a punt. Then the third and one that Greg Newsom intercepted, again, much like a punt, they got the ball at midfield. The Martin Emerson pick when they were in the red zone was enormous, but they weren't giving the ball to the Browns in their offensive red zone. You saw you know, the Joe Flacco fumble where the, the Jaguars got in the red zone, and I felt like the Browns literally did – almost everything they could to try and give the game away, but I still want. Right. And that's, that's the key. They were, they were resilient. They went out there and, and despite the mistakes, still bounced back and played good football and good enough to win. Right. And that's, and that's, that's where they've been pretty good at home in, in doing these type of things. They've been good at taking care of their, their house. Other than of course the game against Baltimore, but when their backs have been against the wall, they've come home and they played well. We need them to do it on the road as well. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I mean, because that's that's what it's going to be about when it's all said and done. I don't think at this point, even though I said in the beginning of the year that we'd win a division, I think it's going to be it's going to be hard now because of the way Baltimore is playing. And so we're probably going to have to go on the road to beat a team. And so we have to we have to get fine tuned and, and, and focused to go do that. Yeah, absolutely. And the uh, the wild card race heating up the Browns being a game up on everybody, it, it does have an impact there. I know people just say, oh, you get a wild card spot, you get in the dance. The AFC is open this year, and I would not be surprised if, I don't know, the Buffalo Bills get hot or another team in that wild card race gets hot who maybe finishes below the Browns. If the Browns keep winning the playoffs, there's still an off chance they would host a playoff game if they play a team below them. So the five seed's important, but you're right. You got to win on the road, and – the Browns at home are just a different animal defensively, just play after play after play after play. Like you, you look at that defense again without Denzel Ward, which was a, a late inactive. The DBs played really well. The D line played well. Martin Emerson, in my opinion, player of the game. Oh, no question. I mean, he went in there and, and, and took care of business. I mean, having the interceptions and, and, and getting their offense off the field because even without uh, Kristen Kirk, and, and, and a banged up uh, Trevor Lawrence, that offense is still good. Yeah. They still have players who can make plays. I mean, uh, the one pass when uh, the DB fell down and, and Trevor Lawrence just missed him, that was a big play. Mm-hmm. That could have changed the game right there. Yeah. And so we, we dodged the bullet there. And so, like you said, Martin Emerson was playing very well without Denzel out there. And that's what you need with a team like this. You need these young guys to step in when, when other guys are out because now you know moving forward that you always have that depth. You always have people who can fill in and take care of business just like the starters have. Yeah, and depth is going to be uber important moving forward too because in the past, I don't know, 26, 27 hours, we've heard Dewan Jones is done for the year. A couple hours ago, Dredrick Wills now done for the year. Next man up is <laughs> – we say it every week because the Browns are consistently injured, but it is a D theme of the season. It's not a theme. It is a D theme. And what's crazy is the whole Grant Delpit thing where he's injured now and they're saying he's a candidate for injured reserve. They haven't placed him on injured reserve yet, but saying it's possibility you sign him to a a three year extension, but like literally before the game, like timing is just horrible. Like you you can't make this stuff up. Right. And he's playing good football. Also. Yeah. He's playing damn good football. So when something like that happens to a player who's thriving like you you, you want him to be, he's he's yeah. becoming the player that you drafted him to be. And so for him to get injured, this is just a setback. And so 
while that defense is still getting better, you 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 want your best players out there. That gives you mm-hmm. a fighting chance every week. If you have your best players out there, I was arguing with Josh Cribs about this. Is, is, <laughs> the, is the defense still elite? And he says he doesn't think they're elite anymore. Yes, they are. They're still elite. I mean, they've they've been susceptible to the big play. They've given up big plays. They've they've had what it looks like a lot of points scored on the last couple of weeks, but it wasn't because of them. You know, yeah. was turnovers. It was because of things that happened, and, and they, people teams have gotten the ball in their in our red zone, and mm-hmm. so it, it's been hard on them. And but they're still elite. They have elite players, and and they have guys who can go out there and shut down someone at every level. I and mean, we have defensive linemen. We have linebackers who can do the job. We have DBs who can do the job. And so when they get out there as a group and everybody's on the same page, they're, they're awesome defense. They are an awesome defense. And I do think there's a little bit of that recency bias the past couple of weeks when you think about the Browns defense, the bad game against the Rams. They give up a, a good amount of points to Denver. And even they give up a good amount of points this past week. But there, there is something to be said about not having your number one corner, especially when they play as much man as they do, especially when they've been playing the teams with receivers like Cortland Sutton on the Broncos is no joke. Obviously, the Rams have really good receivers. Uh, the Jaguars have good, have good receivers and good playmakers overall. Now you're probably getting Denzel Ward this back this week, I would assume, uh, against DJ Moore, who is playing like one of the best receivers in the entire NFL right now. So there is definitely something to be said about the Browns not having Denzel Ward. I think you have to take the past couple weeks with a grain of salt. Right, and I think going into this game, I think the Browns were probably like, he could probably play. But let's hold him out and get him a little yeah. more healthy because I, we feel like we can go in there and, and win this game anyway. The, the past couple of games, we're talking about Denver, we're talking about the Rams. I think the defense played well. They were just schemed against very well also. Because mm-hmm. we, we talk about you, you brought up Court and Settling and, and having a good game against us, but they only threw for 134 yards. Yeah. Right? And so they were schemed well. Those, those couple of plays that he made, they were big plays. They were, they were chunk plays that got them in the scoring position after a turnover or so. The Rams schemed against because they were – if we went base defense, they'd put their, their three wides out and and, and get a, a puka against a, a linebacker. And so they took – they schemed against that. They took advantage of those situations. Or if we went into nickel, they'd run the ball. So we were schemed against. But now moving forward, guys starting to get healthy, coming back on that defense. They're still an elite defense. It's just about going out there and making plays. And it starts with the uh, defensive front. Absolutely. That defensive front has been playing really, really well. But on the other side of the ball now, even if you don't have the best defensive performance, you have an offense that is firing on all cylinders. Joe Flacco, 300 yards, three touchdowns. Amari Cooper had 14 targets. I don't know when the last time I've seen a Browns receiver with 14 targets is. Like, that's insane to me. Yeah, and you know, it's, it's like a gift and a curse. This, Deshaun gets here, and, he's, and Deshaun has been like the only one of these four quarterbacks who hasn't thrown 40 times. Yeah, you said that right. last week, and I was right. like, yeah, that's a really right. good point. <laughs> it's, it's weird, and it's weird because talent-wise, he's the most talented of them all. Oh, but yeah. I think I think when you're talking about a Deshaun Watson versus a, a, a Joe Flacco, as, as the fast game looks at his play sheet, it's like because he's a dual threat, you have to you, – you feel like you have to incorporate the run for him mm-hmm. and, and the RPOs for him and, and, and the running back, whereas you have a Joe Flacco – you take that out your game. You don't even have to worry about that anymore in your game plan. So that 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 takes that 10, 12 plays out of the book 
And now you can just focus on the things that Flacco does well. And I think that's what they've been doing and trying to get the ball down the field to, to a lot of guys because a yeah. lot of guys have been catching the ball. And so I, I feel like that's what they're doing. And now that uh, Stefanski's getting comfortable with Flacco and, and vice versa and Flacco getting uh, comfortable with the receivers, they're, 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 they seem to be firing off on all cylinders now. Absolutely. That's the best way to put it. And it's great to see David Njoku unlocked a little bit. I, I think I sent you the tweet. It was a tweet of Brady and Gronk saying this is Flacco and David Njoku now. Like, obviously not true, but you you look at the connection they've had over, especially over the past couple of weeks, like it's almost like they're finally fully utilizing his skill set. And that was something we both talked about at the beginning of the year. Like you have a, I don't know how tall he is, six, six tight end who can run like the wind and you're barely throwing him the ball. Now they're getting him the ball, and he's, what, 90 yards, two touchdowns, elite performances in games you need elite performances from some of those playmakers. That has been the most refreshing thing offensively to see. Right, and he's and he's been playing well other than the drop balls. I mean, yes. if, you look, if you look in the early part of the season, he was catching the ball, and he had a, a lot of big plays and, and a lot of long touchdowns that just happened to be called back. So nobody yeah. knows that those never happened. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So he's been playing good football, like I said, other than the drop ball. So when he's focused, catching the ball and, and being involved in the game plan, I think that's when we get to see the, the David and Joko that we want to see. That's when he's really the chief because he's involved. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like he's one of those players, like if he's not involved, he's like not really into it. Right. And so mm-hmm. and that happens yeah. to a lot of players. This just everybody's human. This is football. You always want to be a part of your team's success. And so. When he's, when he's a part of it, then he gets to be the guy that we always wanted him to be. Yeah, absolutely. And Brown's offense is firing on all cylinders outside of David Njoku, too. It's Elijah Moore. Obviously, he has that rapport with Joe Flacco already. Amari Cooper, Cedric Tillman, the running backs are playing really well. The skill positions of this offense are thriving. And you watch Nick Chubb go down week two, you don't know if that's going to happen. You worry about that opportunity. Um but the Browns have done a really good job. And again, I think that speaks to Stefanski. You lose starting quarterback, probably the best running back in the NFL. Now three offensive tackles. You go through four quarterbacks, all of which have won a game, by the way. It's not like you're plugging in a backup and they haven't won. They've all won a game. And went out the other day. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. It's it's literally everybody's going down, except for the receivers, knock on wood, they stay healthy. They've been they've been good. But Everybody's going down, and you're scoring, I don't know, probably close to 20 points a game with a good defense on the other side, and you're sitting at 8-5. and five. Like That speaks to Stefanski and what he's done with his team, as well as Jim Schwartz, but what Stefanski has done with his team. Yeah, and that's, that's, I think that goes to Stefanski and Andrew Barry. That means they've yes. done a good job of getting backup players, of getting reserves who can fill in and do the exact same thing that everyone else has been, was doing that who got injured. And so when you talk about all these linemen going out, Bill Callahan, one of the best offensive line coaches in, in the league, is doing a great job of getting those guys prepared. I mean, uh, talk about Nick Harris. He's played guard. He's played guard. He's played fullback. He's yeah. played on the wing. He's played center. And he's always ready to go in there at, in, the, at, in the line and play wherever he needs to play. And so that, that, that goes back down to coaching. And so they've done a good job of having these guys prepared for these situations for guys getting hurt. And even if they just have to play them because they want to use them situationally. Yeah. It's going to take all hands on deck this Sunday too. Uh, I think people from the outside looking in who may just, you know, look at the standings or have heard things about teams in the other conference. You don't think the bears are that good guys. This is a hot team. 
They played probably the, their best game of the year this past week against Detroit. Justin Fields playing really good football. And defensively, that has been the unit that's impressed me most. And I think people will talk about the Bears' defense just being underrated. I just think they're flat-out good. Like, I think they are really good, especially up front stopping the run. They are really, really good. And now you have a banged-up Browns offensive line going up against a defensive front with Montez Sweat, Yannick Ngakwe, if he plays. Like, you have a tough matchup if you're the Browns offense. Right, and like you said, people have been looking at the team just because they've heard about what was happening in the beginning of the year. But yeah. They've been playing good football. Detroit was if, – if you ask a lot of pundits, they would say Detroit is one of the best football teams in the, in the league. And yep. look what they just did to them. Yeah. Right? And so they, 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 they're trending up. And so you can't take this, this game for granted. You have Justin Fields is, is playing well, and you have to watch him in the pocket because he will run for 100 yards if, if, you're, not, if you're not careful. And, yep. he, and he's throwing the ball well, DJ Moore. They're making plays. And like you said, that defense, the Detroit Lions come in with an offense that's been explosive. Yep. And now all of a sudden, they can't do anything. Right against that defense, and so it's one of those games where we're gonna have to go in there. Thank goodness it's at home, yeah. Uh, the fans behind you, and just just play Browns football, but show the, the the Bears that we're just better than you, and and make them believe it, and so that they don't want to play hard the whole game because that's what it's all about. When you when you're losing, you, you don't want to play hard. You don't want to get hurt. No, so we just got to punch them in the mouth and, and and win this game. Yeah, I I think the biggest thing here for the Browns is turning fields into a more of a pocket passer and they've been okay with it this year. It's kind of dependent on the matchup, but they've been, they've been solid with it this year, but just watching some of the teams that um, the bears have played, you have not, they have not really lined up at it against the team, especially on third down. That's going to go play man to man. Going to say our secondary is better than your receivers. We're going to rush three or four guys, have somebody sit back and spy, go beat us. I don't think they've played a team like that. I don't think they can beat a team who plays the type of defense that the Browns do, especially up front. Like, uh, I think the quarterback-driven run, probably the best part of their offense. But if you cut the head off of that snake, yeah, the Bears are going to be in trouble, at least offensively. And, and so when you talk about cutting the head off that snake, we already know who we think the, mm-hmm. oh, yes. <laughs> the two player on defense will be. Yes. We, already, yes already, we, already, we don't have to really talk about it. We already yes, know. Who we both want to say. Yes. <laughs> so so we can point. just say, JOK, we know yeah. you have to be the guy, right? Yeah, Because he's absolutely. the guy who can chase a, a Justin Fields down. He's the guy who can spy him. And so, like you said, that quarterback run is key to their success. Mm-hmm. I mean, and people don't realize how they're using it and, and how they're being successful with it. Because they he couldn't go back and throw 40 times. But a lot of times, he draws back there knowing he's probably going to run it. Yeah. And so and so that and you and you can't cover that unless you have somebody like a JOK. And so yeah. we have to be on all uh, P's and Q's to when we're talking about stopping this offense. Very much so. And it's it's fascinating to see just some of what I've watched of Justin Fields. A lot of times when he sees man coverage, he looks at DJ Moore. Okay, Moore's not there, I'm taking off. Like that that's it's gotten to that point, especially yeah. at this this stage of the year, which I mean, it's going to be the matchup of the year. DJ Moore, Denzel Ward, like it doesn't get much better than that in terms of quality on both sides of the ball. But I mean, if they the Browns can win that matchup and just keep Fields in front of them, again, I I I like their chances. Right, and you going and you talking about not playing a defense of this caliber where everybody and all the DBs are just as good, if not better, than their receivers. 
Yeah. So with that in mind, that means you're really going to have to worry about him running because mm-hmm. they're not going to have much time or space Yeah. As, as far as getting open to catch a ball. And so that's why that uh, JOK or these linebackers have to be ready because when he takes off running, he can make plays. Yeah, and he does make plays. And I think on the other side of the ball, it's going to be a, a pretty even matchup. I think the Browns offense is, again, I think people say, oh, it's it's underrated with Joe Flacco now. I just think it's good. Like, I think the Browns offense is at a point where it's good right now. And you can put up points. Uh, occasionally, if you're in the red zone, you can turn the threes into sevens. Like, they're at a point right now where they're scoring at a good clip. They're taking advantage of turnovers. Sounds like we're beating a dead horse here. Just keep the ball in your hands. Don't turn it over. <laughs> and, and as, as much as we say it, we keep doing it. <laughs> we, yeah. And we keep doing it, and it keeps making games closer than they need to be or we're losing games that we could have or should have won because of that. And so while people yeah. might say, that's, that sounds simple or we, we know this, we, then let's do it. Because when you do it, yeah. that's when you have the chance to win it. We had mm-hmm. fewer turnovers against Jacksonville, and that's probably why we won. Mm-hmm. Right? If they if they have more than um, we have more than they do, they probably win because they were scoring yeah. when they got the ball as well. And so it's, it's hard to take care of the ball in the NFL, but it's something that has to be done. But and this offense, like you said, taking the quarterback run out of it, I think has made it easier on Stefanski as far as calling plays because he yeah. doesn't have because you know, like I said, no RPOs. He doesn't have to worry about that. He can just line up when we're running. We're just gonna turn around and hand it off, and we're gonna throw it. We're gonna drop back and we're gonna throw it. And and yeah. of course, and of course, he's run, he rolled out a couple of times with with Flacco, and he he's brought he brought uh, DTR in to, for a couple of quarterback runs, mm-hmm. which is situational. But when it's all said and done, it's going to be downhill running and drop back passing. Yep. Now stop us. Yes, exactly. And they've been playing well enough where not many have stopped them. It's just a matter of, once again taking care of the ball, catching the ball when you have those opportunities, and just getting ahead of the chains. Yeah, and one of my biggest worries with the whole you lose a guy like DTR or you're starting flack over DTR was not only the quarterback run, but just the ad-libbing, the extending plays. And we've it's very limited in terms of sample size from what we've seen from Flacco, but he moves well for a 38-year-old. That play where he had, he broke the pocket through to Elijah Moore on the sidelines, I was like, he looks like 31-year-old Joe Flacco playing for the Ravens. And, you know, and, and, and I was thinking about, uh, I don't know if you remember this play, it was towards the end of the game. And he turned and looked, and he tried to throw a, a slant to Amari, but it was covered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then and he turned and he threw it to uh, Jerome Ford. It ended up being a run because he's behind the line of scrimmage. Yes, yeah. And he, and he turned all the way on the other side, and I said, see, that's the difference between someone who's 38, 39, and been in the league a long time, and DTR, things moving too fast, right? So you don't get mm-hmm. all the way back to the other side. And when you yeah. have a Flacco, he, he, he knows that internal clock. And he's able to adjust and go through all the progressions. gets from all the way to his left, all the way back to his right, and make a throw. And we got significant yards out of it. Yeah, that I do remember that play. And it was I. Yeah, I was I was looking at Jerome Ford's rushing yards from the game. I didn't know if that counted as a pass or run. I very much remember that play. It was, it Let's, was a run. Uh, yes, it was a run. Yes, <laughs> yeah, which is which is crazy. And again, the run game is going to be important. But let's talk offensive X factors. I'll let you go first. If you don't want to talk offense first, you don't have to. But I think my biggest X factor is on the offensive side of the ball. So you go ahead first. All right, I'll go first. Jaron Christian, left tackle. This is a game where you're going to face Montez Sweat, maybe Yannick Ngakwe. I know he got hurt last game. I don't know if he's playing. But Yannick Ngakwe, two good pass rushers. 
And now you're stepping in to a situation that's even more magnified with the news of Jedrick Wills just being done for the year. Like you're not holding the spot till he's coming back because he's not coming back. This is a huge game for Jaron Christian, especially on that edge. They're going to have to keep Flacco upright to win the game. That's how it goes usually. Um, but I'm looking at him above anybody else this game. I'm going to go with Amari. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to look for him to go out there and, and, and make plays in this game that, that big plays. We haven't had a big play in a while, you know, other than David Bell, but that was a quick little throw. Yeah. He's running for 40, whatever, but I'm, I'm looking for him to go out there and just take advantage of what, what they're given. I mean, Joe, Joe Flacco has been throwing the ball with averaging over 12 yards. A throw, you know, completions, and, and we need some receivers to score, right? Yeah. We, before the David Bell touchdown, when's the last time a receiver had scored a, a, a touchdown? I don't <laughs> a receiver. Know. Yeah. Exactly. And so I'm looking for Amari to go and take over. He's gonna to be all there. And let's go yeah. out there. And Flacco's getting more comfortable with him. Let's go out there and make plays. What about defensively? Who are you looking at on that side of the ball? Outside of JOK, we can't. Let's pick somebody outside of JOK. I feel like every other week one of us says it, which is true. He's playing really well. It's, it's yeah. true. You know, so I'm. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna go. Oh man, this is tough. It is tough. This is this is tough. It's tough. I'm gonna go with one of the safeties. Okay. Who's going to play? Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> very fair. That's what I was thinking about, too. Right, who's going to play? So whoever's going to play, I'm going to go I'm gonna go with a group of safeties now. Okay. Because because they're going to have to watch, you know, they're going to have to cover over top for, say, DJ Moore. But then they're also going to have to come down for that run, for yeah. that QB run. And so they're going to have to kind of be in the box at times. And so I'm, I'm looking – I want to see who that guy will be that can kind of help over the top in, in, in the passing game but also be able to support the run. I love it. I, I could not agree more. I'm looking at the secondary too. I, I'm just going to go Denzel Ward. Like I think this is the premier matchup of the year. Denzel Ward, DJ Moore, who's the better player? That's what I'm looking at defensively. And again, I think when you get into the drop back pass game for the Bears, if you do enough to contain fields in his legs, you cover DJ Moore, you're in great shape. Like He doesn't look elsewhere much against man. Like you're You're in really, really good shape if you can cover DJ Moore. And I can only assume Denzel Ward will follow him a little bit, but we'll see. We'll see what happens there. But but we have guys, other guys, who can also do the job, you know. And they so do. we might yeah. not follow him all the time, but when you're talking about putting a, a Greg Newsom or a Martin Emerson on him as well, you still can get the same production, yes. right? It's a matter of we know he's their guy when we're talking about throwing the ball. One of you guys shut him down and make him win elsewhere. Yes, absolutely. That that's going to be the key. What's the score prediction? Well, I don't think they score very much. Okay. So I'm going to go 13. I'm going to go 27-13. Okay, I like it. I'm on the same page. I assume Browns, first of all. Yes, 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 yes. yes. I'm on the same page, 13 for the Bears. I I think the Browns struggle a little bit offensively. And by struggle, I mean I think they they don't score 27 points. I I, I would go with 23-13. to I think it's just going to be a little bit lower scoring on the Browns game. I think the Bears defense – will have something to say. It's it's a good defense, but I, I can't like, it's just, it's so hard to pick against this team where you look at them, at least on paper, better offensively, better defensively at home. Just too many things go in the right direction for them. You know what that means? That means you said they're going to kick a field goal. And I said, they're going to score a touchdown. That's all yes, that means. Yeah. 
Is that yep. 20, you kicked the field goal at 20, I took, scored a touchdown. <laughs> so, yes. so we're all the same until that last one. <laughs> yes. So, you know, but I feel good about it. I feel, you yeah. know, we're at home. They got a little momentum. They're feeling good about the offense and how it's playing. The defense is back to playing uh, how they want to play. They gave a few plays, but this is the NFL. It's going to happen. It's just yep. a matter of the team down when you have another opportunity, and they've done a good job with that. So that was a bounce-back game. Now it's about – going out there and, and doing your thing. Yeah, that is the name of the game, especially when you got a team like the Bears coming in, Browns at home against Chicago, 1 p.m. Eastern. I believe they're three-point favorite right now. Three-point favorites right now. We'll see how that goes. But any last words before that's why we sign off? 23-20. See, that's, that's no. what it is. Uh, that's no. what it is. I didn't even look at the over-under yet. I didn't even look at it. And see, you're cheating. <laughs> no. But okay, now, nothing else. And just go Browns, go Browns, handle your business. Let's get it done. Handle your business. Let's do it. Go Browns. This is the Dog Check presented by Bet Online. We appreciate you guys watching and listening. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.